Hello, this is Pastor Brandon Fender, and I'd like to welcome you to another transforming message from right here at Living Way Church. I believe that your life will be impacted by the words you hear today. For more faith-based content, check us out on all social media outlets. Now let's go live into the message. Joshua chapter 14, verse 10. I love this story and always have. And now behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said these 40 and 5 years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. And yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now, for war both to go out and to come in. In the final verse 12, Now therefore give me this mountain, wherever the Lord spake in that day, for thou heardest in the day of the Anakims were there, and the cities were great and fenced. If so be, the Lord will be with me, and then shall I be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. Three phrases I want you to look at in these three verses. The Lord has kept me alive. Everybody say that. There are so many reasons you could have died in 2023, but the Lord has kept you alive. There's a reason why the Lord has kept you alive. The second phrase is, I'm as strong this day. I'm as strong as this day as I ever was. Say that I'm as strong this day. The Lord has kept me alive. I'm as strong this day. And then the last one is, now therefore give me this mountain. Every one of you have got a mountain that God wants you to conquer in your life. You may be seated. God bless you. I did a little study on Caleb this past week. I've always liked him. There's not a lot in the Bible about Caleb. But I spent about three days off and on. I probably read and studied everything I could find about Caleb and probably spent a half a dozen hours doing that. So I know a lot about Caleb. If you need to know anything about Caleb, ask me. I know. I've studied the life of Caleb this week, and it's extremely revealing and encouraging. Give me this mountain. What mountain is Caleb talking about? He's talking about Mount Hebron in what God called Canaan land or the promised land. Hebron is the prize of the promised land. And Hebron is where the giants, literally there were giants in the land. And they lived in Hebron. The promised land is the land that God promised Israel when he delivered them from the slavery of Egypt. And the promised land is synonymous with Canaan. What does that mean to us? We that are born again. We have come out of Egypt. We've come out of the slavery of sin. There's no need to be mad at addicts because they hate their addiction more than you do. They're enslaved. And our responsibility is to help them be free from slavery, to emancipate them. Lots of ways to attempt to do that. But the best way is the power of Jesus Christ. I have no problem with Alcoholic Anonymous. It's helped a lot of people. But the best way is 
when Jesus Christ supernaturally delivers somebody from the slavery of sin. He whom the Lord has set free is free indeed. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So Egypt is the slavery of sin. The promised land is the kingdom of God. The mountain Hebron is the best of the promised land. The giants are the difficulties and the impossibilities and the strife and the trouble that you face every day of your life that is placed there by the enemy to keep you from possessing the very best that God has for you. And it's literally impossible to overcome them unless we depend on God's strength. Who is Caleb? But my servant Caleb, he was a unique guy. But I like, I love what it says, because he had another spirit with him. Caleb had another spirit with him. Do you just look at the news? Do you just look at CNN and say, I don't want to be like that. One of my life's goals is to never be on CNN. I just don't want to be there. I, I, I know some people, I tell them, you keep doing that. You're going to get your 15 minutes of fame on CNN. I don't want 15 minutes of fame. I want a lifetime of obscurity where just God knows my name and that CNN audience has never heard of me. But Caleb was obscure. But the Bible said he had another spirit with him. He was different. It said he had another spirit with him, and he wholly or fully thought of the Lord. Because he had another spirit, and because he fully followed the Lord, God said, I will bring him into a land whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. Folks, if you will just get filled with God's spirit and fully follow the Lord, God will author you a life that your cousins will envy. And they'll say, why him and not me? Because I got the spirit of the Lord. And I fully follow the Lord. And you out there chasing stuff. And the Lord's got me in the hollow of his hand. It's a whole lot better when God brings it to you than it is when you chase it down. And God will bring it to you. Why did he have another spirit? Number one, he fully followed the Lord. It was about, he was like Sarah. I like what the Bible said about Sarah. Caleb was the same way. Said about Sarah, she judged God faithful. How do you judge God today? I called Becky or went into her office and I said, Look at this verse. I've been reading this verse all my life and it never has meant anything to me. She judged God faithful. And she dismissively said, I told a whole sermon on that to the ladies. She just dissed me like that. Oh, I hate it when people are dismissive of me. Look at me. That was a revelation. It was for me. I never had, I'd read that verse a thousand times. That's what I like about the Bible. You can just read it and read it, and then one day God just brings it right up off the page, and you say, this is your day to claim that verse. It's going to be a part of you. God illuminates that. And so God illuminated that. Sarah judged God faithful. Folks, I got saved at 10 years of age. What's your testimony, Steve? 
God is faithful. There's been times I cried, times I whined, times I stumbled, times I fell, times I asked God why. But when it's all said and done, I judge God faithful. I'm still here. I'm still in the Father's hand, and no man can pluck me out. And so Caleb was like, like Sarah. He judged God faithful. He was like Abraham. The Bible said, and I love this verse. This has been with me for years. Abraham believed that God was able to perform that which he promised. When I was starting this church, God sent a young man to help me, and he was such a blessing. He was just Mr. Personality, and people just loved him. And he won to the church in a, two or three years. He won over 100 people to our church. He had one glaring flaw that kept me busy. He promised more than he could deliver. Somebody come to him and say, we're homeless. He'd say, I'll have you a new home this time next week. Well, he wouldn't have it. He wanted to. But he didn't have that kind of ability. Well, let me tell you about God. God not only has promise, God has ability. When God said it, it's coming to pass. He said, because Caleb followed me fully, and because he's got another spirit, I will put him in the land that I have promised, and his seed will inherit it. Caleb was 85 years old. When he made this declaration, give me this mountain. He was 85 years of age. Don't you know that rattled the nursing home? Everybody's in there saying, I want red jello today. Please, red jello. And Caleb said, Give me this mountain. What in the world's wrong with you? You got another spirit, and you're fully following the Lord. Don't compare yourself with your cousins because you ain't your cousin. Don't compare yourself with your peers at work. You ain't one of them. Don't compare yourself with nobody. You are isolated to be blessed. You're following the Lord fully. You've got the Holy Spirit on you, praise God. And you've got the authority and the ability to rise up and say, give me this mountain and it doesn't matter about my age. It doesn't matter about my financial standing. It doesn't matter about my race. It doesn't matter about my gender. God, give me this mountain. He's 85 years old when he said that. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go back 45 years and set the scene. God delivered by the leadership of Moses, the children of Israel. There was about two or three million of them that came out of slavery. Two or three million people. That's a trek. They have 5,000 people show up at the border, and it's pandemonium down here on our southern border. What about two or three million showing up? There was two or three million of these people showed up, and God used Moses to deliver them. He brought them out of slavery, but he brought them into the wilderness on their way to the promised land. And they were in the wilderness how long? 40 years. You know how long that journey should have taken? People that studied the geography of that trip said that journey should have taken anywhere from 3 to 11 days. And they were there 40 years. I've known Christians like that. I know Christians 
are at the same place 20 years later than they were the night they got saved. They're still at the foot of the cross. They're still I cling to the cross. It's not just a hymn to them. It's a location. God never intended for you to stay at the cross. If Jesus had stayed at the cross, we'd all be lost. If you stay at the cross, you'll never have what God intended for you to have. And so here they were 40 years later on a journey that should have taken less than a week, and they're still out there going through that fearful journey. Why was that? Because of their doubt and their disobedience, God just brought them in a circle, round and around and around. Israel was fearful and doubting, so God told Moses, said, send 12 spies, one from each tribe to spy out the land. They'll come back and tell you what Canaan land, the promised land, is like. So he sent out 12, and they came back. And 10 of them said, it's everything God said it was. It's grapes as big as a basketball. It's milk. It's honey. It's awesome. But we can't go there. You know, there's a lot of Christian teachers like that. They'll tell you that God's kingdom is so great, but you can't go there. That all ended. You can't be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can't be healed. You can't prosper. They're just like those 10 fearful, doubting spies. Those 10 fearful, doubting spies said, it's all there. But we can't have it. Friend, I'm telling you, it's all there, and you can have it in Jesus' name. Jesus reversed the curse. Jesus broke down the barriers. Jesus broke down the battlement. Praise God, in him I live. My life is in him. Jesus preached abundance. And praise God, I'm living it in Jesus' name. So 10 out of the 12 said it's there. But we're doubtful and we're fearful. And not only that, Moses, you sorry thing, you brought us out of slavery. We'd rather be slaves than we would live in the world. We want to go back to slavery. You ever see people like that? It's because you're sitting there, and I'm saying, I see them all the time. They come and get saved, then they fade away. They go back to slavery. Somebody was telling me this week about a lady I knew, and, and I love her greatly. But they said, she's back to her lesbian lifestyle. I hadn't seen her here in about two years. She's back in her lesbian lifestyle. You do understand that the suicide rate for homosexuals is higher, a lot higher, than for heterosexuals. That does not make you happy. And she's not happy. She's miserable today. And so I've got somebody else to pray for. But they're back in slavery. And that's what the ten doubtful, fearful spies said. Fear and doubt will cause you to go backwards. But two spies, Joshua and Caleb, said it's everything God said it was. And we are able to possess the land. I don't want to talk about Joshua, for he is a hero without question. I want to talk about Caleb. Caleb said, he still the crowd. And he said, shut up. I don't want to hear your doubt. I don't want to hear your fear. I'm going to possess the land. And for 45 years, Caleb had to march 
in a circle in the wilderness. He was 40 years old. For 45 years of age, he had to march with the fearful and the doubters. And if you saw him, you said, Caleb, what are you doing? He said, I'm waiting for these people to die. Because he said, God said, as long as this generation is alive, we're not going to go to the promised land. He said, anybody older than 20 years of age has to die. Can you imagine that? Just waiting for a couple of million people to die so you can possess the land. Well, Christ is taking care of that. I ain't waiting on nobody. Praise God. No Steve left behind. That's my motto. Praise God. I'm going to possess the land. I'm going to get everything God has got for me. But you got to know something about Caleb that I didn't know. And I wondered if I was, I've been to Bible school, folks. I've been reading the Bible all of my life. And I didn't know this. I called three preachers. And I said, did you know this? And they said, no, I did not know this. Caleb was not a Jew. He was an Edomite. And there was a curse on the Edomites. Here was a guy that's now 85 years of age. Here is a guy that is an Edomite. And he suddenly is the leader of the tribe of Judah, which is the tribe of praisers. What does that say to you? What does that say to me? It don't matter where you came from. And it don't matter what your past is. Praise God if you will fully follow the Lord and get filled with God's Spirit. They'll die on your right and they'll die on your left. Even Jews that are heir to the promise will die, but you and Edomite will possess the land. And that's what God is telling this church for the, for the year 2024. We're going to possess the land. We're going to do better than we've ever done. As Joel would say, you're going to live your best life now, praise God. Good things are coming to you. You need to say, wait just a minute. I might have been born an Edomite, but there has been a conversion, and I'm chief of the praisers. I praise God in the good times. I praise God in the bad times. I praise God when I've got harmony and praise. I praise God when they're silent. I praise God when they're walking with me. I praise God when they stop and fall behind. I praise God if they want to keep step. I praise God if they quit. I just don't care because I know that my God is able to perform that which he has promised. And folks, I've been preaching this gospel since I was 16 years of age and I've seen God do some things uh, and I praise God for what I've seen, but I ain't seen it all yet. God's promised me some things that I have not yet seen. And I'm saying, give me this mountain. And somebody said, you're 74 years of age. Well, number one, I'm not 85. And number two, God said, it don't matter about your age. It don't matter about your race. It don't matter about your gender. It just matters. Are you filled with the power of the Holy Spirit? Praise God. And are you full of follow the Lord? Can you ignore the gainsayers and the doubters and the critics and the dropouts? Do the critics and the dropouts really have a force on you? Do they really touch you? Not me. 
Don't forget, I'm motivated by negativity. When somebody drops, oh, my favorite thing is when I get in a long line at Walmart's or in a restaurant and people are aggravated because the line is so long. And Thelma Lou says to Elmer, I'm not waiting in this line. Come on, get the kids. We're going. And five of them move out of the line. I move to five places. Oh, my line's getting shorter. Ladies and gentlemen, I see people dropping out. But I want to tell you, my line is getting shorter all the time. I'm getting closer to the promised land all the time. I'm getting closer to the miracles all the time. It don't matter what they say because my life is not built on what they say. My life is built on what he says. And he says I'm no longer an Edomite, praise God. You know what the name Caleb means? Dog. Number one, he was an Edomite, which means he was a sinner. And number two, he was called dog, which means he was a Gentile. He didn't belong there at all. He shouldn't have even been in the crowd, but he's leading the pack. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what the devil has told you. It don't matter about your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, your cousin. It don't matter about your past church experience. It don't matter about your last marriage. It don't matter about your sin. If you will say, Lord, I want you to fill me with your spirit and I'm going to fully follow you. Suddenly, praise God, the promised land is going to open up. Not only did he want to go to the promised land, but he said, I spied out the land, Joshua. And as we're segregating the land, give me the land where the giants are. I want the Mount Hebron because it's the best. Ladies and gentlemen, in order to get the best land, you've got to fight the biggest giants. You say, you don't know how big a trial I'm going through. That's because God has chosen you for the best. And so he, and let me tell you what, the Bible says the Lord caused the giants to flee. It was not, it was not Caleb. He knew all along that he was not able, but he knew that God was able. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not able in myself, but praise God, he has kept me alive kept me alive. I'm as strong now as I ever was. And the Lord is saying to me, confess the mountain. Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. I don't want clothes, cars, houses, land, ranches. I'm claiming the kingdom of God. I want to see more people saved in 2024 than I've ever seen in my life. I want to see this church bulging at the seams. I want to see prostitutes, homosexuals, alcoholics, businessmen, divorcees, cancer victims. I want them to see them lined up to this altar, getting their miracle, because I know that my God is more than able. Stand on your feet and give the Lord a big shout. Mm. The number one thing the devil wants to do is disqualify you. The kingdom of God is great. But this is the reason why you can't have it. Because the miracle ceased when the canon scripture was written. It ended with the disciples, and so you just fold your tent. It's not available. Oh, yeah, it's available. 
Rick Perry, the governor of Texas, said during the pandemic, he said, Texas is open for business. Let me tell you what, heaven is open for business. If you've got a cancer, heaven is open for business. If you're broke, heaven is open for business. If you've been in terrible sin, heaven is open for business. If you went through a divorce, heaven is open for business. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, heaven is open for business. Hallelujah. So don't let the devil disqualify you. You're too young. You're too young. A little child shall lead them. You're not too young. You're too old. I'm as strong now as I was 45 years ago. You're not too old. Well, you're, you're too black. You're too white. You're too yellow. You're too brown. I was an Edomite. It don't matter because, praise God, there's neither male nor female. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. Whosoever will, let you come. And friend, God's got a mountain, and there are so many people said, I'd like to have it, but it costs too much. Jesus paid the price for your mountain. Now just get filled with His Spirit and fully follow the Lord, and your 2024 is going to be the best year of your life so far in Jesus' name.